Hi, it's James Governor, co-founder of Redmug, and we're here for another conversation with Redmug. Um, uh, today, uh, we've got Holly Cummins, um, Senior Principal Software Engineer at Red Hat. Uh, this is the second part of a discussion that we're having uh, about um, sustainability, power usage, and software systems. So, hello, Holly. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, 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 uh, I'm excited, actually. This is a great topic, one that we don't always think enough about. Um, in, in, in sort of, uh, in framing this, uh, discussion, we, we, you know, it, it's clear that organizations and individuals do have an opportunity to do more, uh, in order to reduce power consumption more broadly. This is a, a, a something that, that you talk about, Holly, um, from Project Drawdown, where there are benefits you can get um that 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 are often a double win so rather than it being sort of self-flagellation this is something i don't have um it's an it, it can be something good so do you want to talk a little bit about that before we dive into some of the specifics of of what you're building from a uh, an engineering perspective to support this yeah absolutely i think opportunity is exactly the right word because instead of thinking of it as a sort of uh an obligation what what we see is that a lot of times the the action that you take to reduce your carbon footprint has all of these secondary benefits so almost always it reduces cost um it there's big business benefits as well because we're seeing a lot of good commercial pressure on organizations to to reduce their carbon footprint and so businesses that can demonstrate they're sustainable have a competitive advantage and so then you sort of reduce your costs and you've made yourself more attractive in the marketplace all while saving the world so it really is this sort of it's like killing six birds with or one stone six birds with one yeah. stone that's a terrifying image but it I is it's, it's not the most ecologically conscious image no, may, may, maybe not but we'll, we'll work on that one we'll work on yeah. that part of the story yeah. but but i i i think that um yeah from 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 that perspective in compliance terms and 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 really software engineering um perspective i'm talking a lot about making making the right thing the easy thing the mm. the the, yeah. the you know we talk about convenience is the killer application at, at red monk a, a fair bit um you know packaging things up if you package things in the right way in terms of sort of jobs to be done make things easier for people they will do them and so part of what we're trying to do today in in, in software engineering i think is 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 yeah making you know think about shifting shifting um testing left uh we think about a lot of the movements that we're we're currently about it's it's making it easier to to do the right thing and uh, so i think from my perspective part of that is is developer experience and practitioner and engineering ex experience but let's dive dive into quarkus then and and what is it and why is that going to help us to build more sustainable and or you know, migrate to more sustainable production systems? So Quarkus, it's a Java framework. Um, we call it supersonic subatomic Java. Um, and what that really means is it's really ridiculously small. By the way, is there a supersonic subatomic song? It sounds like it sounds <laughs> like it, it should be sort of uh, a hyper pop. Sort of, yeah, sort of. or something that Daft Punk did a while ago. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not to my knowledge. But but it it's so it's sort of it's it's ridiculously small um and ridiculously light. Um and I, I use ridiculous because sort of compared to more 
traditional cloud native frameworks um, for a like a basic REST app. It both running on the JVM, so just a, a vanilla JVM. Mm -hmm. Quarkus will use maybe half the memory, and it will start in a quarter of the time. Okay. And if you, but the other, so Quarkus has two modes. It can run on the JVM or it can run on GraalVM as a sort of a, a natively compiled binary. And when you go to native, it is truly ridiculous um, in terms of how fast and light it is. So it uses 10% of the memory and it starts up 250 times faster. So I benchmarked that against light switches because it really, you know, you sort of perceive it as instantaneous. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, about twice as fast as an LED light bulb starts, like a best of breed LED light bulb. So it is, we talk about light switch ops and it is completely that sort of light switch. Okay. Turn so off, we, turn we, on, we're no off. longer able to have that cup of tea um, between starting the system and, and using it. No, that's the, that's the downside is we've lost. See, that's our, another category yeah. worth of energy saved, Holly. There yeah. you go. All those cups of yeah. tea. No regret solutions. No regret solutions. That's what I'm talking about. So you've you've been doing some maths. You've got some charts. Um, I'd love to see them. I'd love to see some of the the, the way you've been looking at this. I think that that you know, um, uh, developers love numbers. So let's have a look at, at uh, or if you can frame it a bit and and, and yeah. just show um, some of the stuff you've been working on in thinking about how Quarkus could be relevant from a low power uh, systems perspective. Yeah, so when, when we sort of um, started thinking about this, so those sort of those metrics I said about, you know, starting up 250 times faster and stuff, you can see those on the on the Quarkus homepage. And we, we had those numbers for a long time and we kind of felt intuitively like if it's this much faster and lighter, it should use less carbon, right? But we we hadn't actually measured it. So, mm -hmm. so what I've been sort of working on is trying to um, validate that intuition and actually get the numbers to confirm that it is faster and lighter um and just to as a spoiler it is it does use less carbon <laughs> but let me um let me show you what we've got so as a sort of um a starting point when we think about reducing carbon there's sort of a, a question of like okay well but how does it reduce carbon do we have to do anything special to reduce the carbon mm -hmm. and and with quarkus um just for free, out of the box, if you don't do anything else, but you switch to using carbon, sorry, <laughs> I've started talking about um, carbon. Um, oh, yeah, I can see yeah. how that would happen. That's yeah. going to be, so, be a problem. Yeah, but if you, if you just switch to using Quarkus, um, you will see that your energy usage is lower um, because you've got a lower RSS, so lower memory usage and memory costs power. Um, and the other thing that's not necessarily obvious just from saying it's lighter and faster is the throughput is also higher. So for the same resources, you have more throughput. Okay. Um, so that's quite good. It's sort of, it's quite easy to measure. There's sort of this direct benefit, but then going back to some of the things that we were talking about earlier when when you use quarkus you can start to run your organization differently you can start to manage your data centers differently you can start to manage your cloud differently you can maybe invest in some other automation mm -hmm. and with that you get a whole host of further benefits so for example because quarkus gives you a higher throughput for the same resources if you're running in the cloud you maybe can change what machines you're provisioning and you can provision a smaller, cheaper machine. So then that okay. saves you yep. cost and 
it saves you the, the carbon. So again, is this sort of double benefit. And even if you're running in Stockholm or something like that, that has the really clean energy, it's yep. going to save you the embodied carbon of the hardware. So it definitely is a win, no okay. matter what. Okay. I think that's one of the big things is, is that, you know, it's, it's, it's all very well and good to say, just move to the cloud, but there is an embodied carbon. It's a bit mm. like with the auto, the auto industry, uh, oh, we've got EVs now, and yet we're building these massive, horrific electric vehicle SUVs when what we should be thinking about is micro-mobility, sort of, yeah. you know, redesigning based around small electric vehicles, more bikes, more scooters. So maybe maybe Quarkus is part of the, like, the micro-mobility uh, movement as opposed to massive um suvs massive embodied carbon carbon as you say and i'm sure sometimes you know there's if a 50 year old car may it, it may have a, an engine that is not efficient but on the other hand using that car you're not having to the best car is one less car in my view mm. but there again i'm not a petrol head so embodied carbon so let's let's yeah. let's let's talk too much about cars i may have sort of lost the plot there a bit but actually cars um cars is an interesting one because again i'm sort of i'm gonna <laughs> spoiler it a bit but with it when you buy a car you know if you are a petrol head you have this really sad choice of like do i buy the one with the four liter engine that's going to go vroom or do i buy the one that goes put 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 that you know makes me feel more virtuous but mm -hmm. with um, with Quarkus in particular, what we're seeing is it, it's not like that trade-off where you have to sort of have the, the joy or the or the um, the virtue. With Quarkus, it goes faster and it uses less energy. So you make the switch to Quarkus, you've got the higher throughput, and it was better in terms of its carbon carbon footprint, which is sort of counterintuitive and i think we kind of there's a mental adjustment to like break the analogy with the car and go to actually faster is cheaper okay okay well let's 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 have a look yeah um and so oh before we before we do just the, the one um the one other thing to talk about in terms of the sort of the the organizational changes yeah. is elasticity is really important because we want to be able to stop workloads when we're not using them and we want to be able to if the demand drops scale down and with Quarkus because we talk about light switch ops which is you know sort of like how we go around the house and we turn off the light switches and we don't feel any sort of fear or regret when we turn off a light switch in a room that we're not using we need to get like that with our organizations too and turn off workloads that we're not using and then turn them on in the morning when we come into work and because Quarkus comes up as fast as a light bulb literally then it you know it's a really nice fit for that kind of light switch ops Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. You, you you need to be able to turn it back on again quickly if you're comfortable <laughs> turning it off. So yeah. It makes yeah. Sense. Turning it off is one thing, <laughs> but it's it's the turning it back on, <laughs> which is where a lot of workloads traditionally have stumbled. So so to sort of answer that question of well, intuitively we think Quarkus should be more carbon efficient. Is it actually? Um, one of my colleagues did an experiment about a year ago where he was looking at cost. Mm -hmm. um, and so he found that comparing to sort of a, a legacy, legacy framework, um, 
he he had a sort of a, a workload and it was just sending 8,000 requests a second and he left it up for 20 days. So it was quite a sort of a, a stress test in terms of, you know, not like a little micro benchmark where, it, you know, you run it for a minute, but he ran it for 20 days. And he found that for the, the legacy framework, he had to run it on a t2.medium instance. Mm -hmm. With Quarkus on JVM, he was able to go down to a t2, t2 micro instance. So instead of being about, you know, over $30 an hour, it was under $10 an hour. When he went to native, kind of interestingly, even though native starts up so much faster, okay. um, it, it it did need the same instance, size instance, um, because it's sort of its runtime characteristics were were broadly similar. Okay, um, I've got so to tell you though, I'm quite I'm quite tr tr triggered by this because it's it's US East one. And, I know. <laughs> and, and I mean, if you're going to be running something for a couple of weeks, I mean, even for testing purposes, please don't run it in US East 1. That's the worst default from an energy perspective. So that's my, my call yep. to act is please use a, use, yep. a, use a different region. Yeah, I, sh I should say, actually, he didn't run it in US East 1. Ah, I've, that was I've, just I've the just, cost. Okay. Yeah, so, so this is just the cost for you, US East. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I did have that thought as I was doing this diagram. No animals were harmed in the making of this this benchmark. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah good. exactly. US East 1 is unfortunately a popular location, which is why I chose US East 1. But don't run okay. your workloads in US East 1. Got it. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. So then the question is, okay, well, that's just cost, though. How does that translate to carbon? Um, but the good news is there's sort of we're getting because there's more and more interest in this space we are getting the data sets now so there's a data set called the teeds data set um that sort of allows us to convert from the instance if we know the the location to the carbon so taking that that same experiment looking at the carbon you can see that it's not exactly linear but it's still it's about half the carbon for Quarkus on JVM compared to the legacy framework. So we're seeing, okay. you know, this, this quite substantial um, carbon saving. And that's, again, I did it in US East, but, you know, even if you're running in Stockholm, you're going to see because of the embodied carbon, you're going to see that, that difference. Okay. And these, these are pretty substantial savings from a carbon perspective. Yeah, and and the thing about it is going back to the to the no regrets is you've got this big saving and Quarkus is, is really really nice to use. So a lot of um, a lot of developers choose it not for those cost reasons, but just because the programming model is so delightful. Developer joy is one of the things that we we talk about. So you sort of get this this double win of my developers are really happy and they're more productive. Oh, and I've just halved my carbon footprint. Yep. So developer experience, making the right thing, the easy thing. Um, yeah. No surprise that someone building Quarkus thinks that it is a delightful developer experience, but um, we, we are hearing some pretty good rumblings from the market at, at large. So yeah, that, 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 that's fair. Yeah. And, and we're sort of, yeah, we're hearing that from, from our customers as well. Often, you know, they sort of, you you come for the developer experience and then you you stay for the reduced costs or the other way around where they they're sort of their starting driver is we want to reduce our costs and then they go oh wait a minute our developers are much much happier okay okay so this is sort of looking at um at it in a in a cloud context and it's it's only kind of indirectly measuring the carbon based on on these sort of statistical data sets yeah um but Last week, we did another set of experiments where we actually directly measured the power consumption, which allowed us to then work out the um, 
the carbon. Well, so hopefully Amazon will is beginning to get a bit better um, with its carbon calculator, and and mm -hmm. we might. I mean, it's still. I think it's early days for the product. Uh, it's really not designed to enable you to make uh, thoroughgoing choices about different regions and so on. Um, but hopefully, yeah, that'll improve the 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 data that you've the data that you're able to glean around actual carbon, um, as opposed to um, cost as a proxy. Yeah, definitely. It's it's an area where we're seeing a lot of activity and it's still it's still a little bit of a wild west. So there's sort of um, one of the things that we as Red Hat would really like to see is more open methodology. Um, yeah. And because each cloud vendor tends to use a slightly different methodology, which means it's sort of quite hard to to compare. So some, you know, don't include scope three, some do include scope, scope three, and then you sort of yeah. end up going down into the weeds and you have to become a carbon calculation expert, which nobody wants to be except for a few a few people so hopefully we'll see more sort of openness and standardization there yeah it's needed yeah but when you're um when you're outside the cloud you do have more direct access to the hardware so then you can directly measure the carbon um which is what one of my colleagues in the performance lab did um so he looked at a couple of different frameworks. So he looked at Quarkus on JVM and native, and then he also looked at the same, it was a different benchmark, but it was the same legacy framework. And he looked at it on the JVM and also on native. And what, what this is showing you, um, so is, legacy framework, you're just, it, do you just have to be really polite or like, uh, I, I feel like this is a bit, I mean, do I, I feel like we've, is, is it, we know what the legacy framework is, or, I mean, this is a bit, I, I will leave it to the viewer as an exercise to to work out what the legacy framework is, but I couldn't possibly comment. Yeah, we needed to work out because I I know what it is, obviously the legacy framework. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll 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 move swiftly on. But that's that's just, well, I do I don't want to drop you in it, but we didn't. I I I, I forgot to. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think for, I think for all of us, really, it's about that's, yeah. Uh, us doing the best that that we can in the domain over which you know we have influence and yes. so for us that's how can we make quarkus as carbon efficient as possible and and comparisons are useful but ultimately it's about what are we doing how are we optimizing to bring our carbon footprint down and and hopefully everybody else is also doing the same thing because then that's that's best for the industry so in this chart, um, it, it sort of, um, this was kind of um, a capacity test. So he shoveled as much load as possible into the application. Mm -hmm. and, then, and basically what would happen is eventually he would shovel enough load in that it would just fall over. Okay. And so the line stops when it falls over. So you can see Quarkus on JVM managed to digest the greatest amount of load. Um, and it also, for any particular load used the lowest amount of power, which meant it used the lowest amount of carbon. Um, whoops, that was not what I intended to do. Um, Quarkus on native, interestingly, it couldn't eat quite as much load and it did use a little bit more power, which is maybe a slightly counterintuitive result. So it, it, it means that with native, sometimes it's gonna fix your problem. Yeah. Sometimes actually because the throughput isn't as high, and throughput actually is proportional to efficiency, which means it's inversely proportional to energy usage. 
you may be better off with JVM rather than native. And, and it's going to depend on how you're using it. So for example, if you're using it in a serverless context, then maybe the elasticity gain, going back to that first chart, the elasticity mm -hmm. gain that you get from going up and down means that overall with the systems thinking, you're better off with native, even if on this particular chart, native is slightly less good. Okay. Um, and then what you can see as well is um, for, um, you know, in, in both cases, native and JVM, Quarkus does have that greater efficiency and it, it can handle greater load than, than the legacy framework. And we see um, an even more noticeable difference when we go up to higher load. So this was just one instance. How much mm -hmm. can I send at it? But what if I want to go up to 40,000 requests a second, 80,000 requests a second? At that point, what we see is you'd need fewer Quarkuses in Quark, fewer Quarkus instances, Quarkuses, um, to handle that load. And so then you see an even bigger uh, efficiency difference and so an even bigger carbon difference. Okay. So you can see on this one, like the line is fairly, you know, it's it's a much gentler slope for Quarkus. So you can go up to a huge number of requests per second with a fairly small number of instances, which means you're saving a lot of carbon. Okay. So that's that's the uh, the graphs for the day. Okay, there you go. I mean, I think that, that it's really good to see this. Um, you know, think about um, well, obviously, yeah, engineering, uh, you have to bring some science to it. You do need to bring some maths. You do need to understand what you're doing, sort of not rely on assumptions. Um, so that's that's super helpful. Oh, yeah. So customers is one thing to yes. have this, this, this like, oh, here, here are some charts. Um, and in one area, I'd like to see more baselines. You talked about standardization from a, an industry perspective. Um, but one thing I would exhort Red Hat to is to support Holly. And when you get those customer case studies, find some standard ways of expressing um, the, the benefits that they're getting from um, a carbon perspective. And you have got some pretty impressive uh, customer wins that we we're allowed to talk about. We should talk about. So, yeah, what 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 have we what have we seen from a customer perspective? So we're seeing some customers are coming to us specifically because of those sustainability concerns. Um, so, for example, Decathlon have done um, a greenfield development with us. And unfortunately, because it's greenfield, we don't have the before and after. Do Americans compare know what Decathlon is? I feel like, I don't know. Do they, do they have it? in Decathlon think, is a retailer of sporting goods. And I think Europe's biggest. Uh, they're everywhere. Massive shops. Good prices for sporting goods bikes, all sorts of things. Um, and I, I guess it makes sense that somebody involved with supporting people in their outdoor activities would care about sustainability. So that's the catalog. Sorry, go on. What and what, yeah. what Yep. So so they um they've done a greenfield, so we don't have the before and after, but they sort of came to us because they said we're looking for something that that's ecologically friendly. And like I mentioned before, they they sort of that was what one of their considerations in selecting Quarkus, but then they also got a lot of benefit from that developer experience. Okay. Um, for some other customers, we are we do have the before and after. So Lufthansa have started migrating some of their workloads to Quarkus, and for them, um, 
one of their main drivers was the cost considerations. And so then they were seeing that they could get about three times the density of deployments as they could okay. before. So again, there's that huge cost saving. And, and that's really nice because I always feel a little bit uneasy when we do something in the performance lab of like, oh yeah, but the, this is a benchmark. Does it actually translate? And so it's really nice when we're starting to see these customer stories rolling in that are confirming, yeah, we did it. And so to what extent, I mean, given everything we've seen in the charts and everything else, I mean, the, the Lufthansa example, where they're seeing that greater de density, is that, will that, will that directly be um, correlating to a, a carbon benefit? Yeah, unless, um, again, it depends how you run it. So you could run it in a virtual machine per Quarkus instance and then not take advantage of that density and then you wouldn't see mm -hmm. that. But, you know, for, for how they were running it, they were definitely, they were able to run smaller instances. I think, again, they, they had these sort of huge one gigabyte heaps that were costing them a lot. And so then they mm -hmm. were able to reduce those. So, yeah, it does it does directly translate to the carbon. I, I, I mean, you know, obviously um, aviation uh, is one of the industries that, that is a problem, mm -hmm. um, but but you know we like to fly, so um, I, I think I I I mean I think Lufthansa needs to do the work and let us know um, what, what you know they need to be thinking from you know I'd I'd love to hear some reporting from them on sustainability as well because that's mm -hmm. a couple of great examples. Any 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 other? Yeah, we had sort of a, a similar story with Vodafone Greece where the the sort of the starting consideration was the. Um, the cost, but then that carbon reduction was this sort of great secondary benefit along with the other, I keep saying no regrets, but it just, it, yeah. it fits so nicely that they had this sort of the, the, the developer experience. And what they saw was they saw, um, they were able to reduce the resource usage by 50 to 60% compared to the, to the framework that they'd migrated from. So again, we're seeing this sort of heuristic of like two to three times lower resource usage from from a bunch of customers which is really nice the problem is when every time i hear no regrets i can just see the the tattoo in a movie no <laughs> no regrets um but yeah but, but, but there again another yeah. exercise will will lead to the to the reader to to w whether they know whether they've seen that movie so perhaps you know comment let us know um, yeah, no regrets. So, okay. Win-win, win-win. It can be win-win. Win-win. Well, no regrets. Quarbon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No birds um, were harmed in the making of this benchmark. There you go. So we uh, we we talked about uh, the, the 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 context. We talked about uh, the the maths. Uh, we talked a bit about the customer. I think we've talked a lot, and um, it's probably about a wrap for today. Um, and, and yeah, I would just like to say to everyone watching, um, this stuff is important. You can make a difference. Um, you know, stuff can be a little bit, a little bit scary. Certainly some of the, the, the heat waves we're all seeing globally. Um, I think it's time to stop saying it isn't a problem. Um, but, but yeah, you can make a difference um, and you can make a difference through software. And, um, and, and it was, uh, you know, a, a real pleasure um, having Holly Cummins here today, telling us a bit about how you can do that. So thank you, Holly. Thank you. And that is another Redmond conversation. Got any any feedback? Let us know in the chat. Subscribe, comment, tell us more about what you're doing from a sustainability perspective and put pressure on your vendors. Um, once again, thanks everyone.